0: Good morning. It is Friday, March 15th, and we are heading into St. Patrick's Day weekend. This is Chickie Fitzgerald. I am uh, certainly only Irish by birth, and uh, I usually spend the last couple of days before St. 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 Patrick's Day fretting about what I'm going to find in my wardrobe that's green to wear. So I'm starting to work on that over the weekend, and we've had uh, just an amazing morning. We do our Uncommon Giving show, and this morning we had uh, Dan Pelota with Charity Case is the name of his book and uh, has been a recent speaker at TED. And now we are shifting gears to our Executive Girlfriends Group show and we have a very, very special guest today, and I'm going to try to do her name justice. It is a Russian name, Yekaterina Walter, and she is a social media innovator at Intel. And uh, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hi, Jiggy. Thanks for having me.
0: And I don't know if you knew, but uh, Intel is a uh, has been a client of mine uh, in the past. I worked with the Intel Venture Capital Group. Well, almost a decade ago, starting um, a a new product called Persona, and while while it was kind of a a casualty of the that uh, particular financial crisis that came after that, um, I worked with Intel for uh, well over a year. It it was uh, quite an interesting uh, uh, time of my life.
1: Interesting. Well, that
0: that's great. Now, are you in, in California?
1: Or? No, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Oh,
0: you are in Portland. Well, I spent most of my time there. And I have to tell you, it's a very funny story. Um, I had been working at Carlson Companies on on a very large consulting project there, uh, helping them create a new travel portal. And one day they said to me, can you join us? Oh, we've got these guys from Intel. And they're it's the design team of this new chip that they're coming out with called the Pentium Four. And they're trying to look for something that would be powerful enough to drive the need for this powerful chip. And I said, oh, okay, you know, I'll join. And so I came into the meeting, and these three very studious, very techy looking guys with all kinds of gadgets on them uh, come into the meeting, and they were delightful. And, and we had a really, really productive meeting. And at the end of the meeting, they pulled me over to the side, and they said, you know, we'd like to hire you for half a day to come in and teach us about travel technology. <laughs> and I, told them, I said, great, the other half day you can teach me how to build a chip. <laughs> because because they were implying that you know travel technology wasn't uh terribly complicated. Yes, but, but anyway, I I love telling that story, but I had just a wonderful time that half day turned into a one year engagement and uh uh they just were amazing to work
1: with. Well, very good. I'm glad to hear that. We have really great people.
0: Yes, you do. You have just an amazing work culture and I I think that that's that's one of the things I enjoyed so much. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and, uh, you know, we're going to talk mostly about the book, and, and the book is called Think Like Zuck, The Five Business Secrets of Facebook's Improbably Brilliant CEO, Mark Zuckerberg.
1: Oh, golly, where to start? <laughs> <laughs> I am, um, you know, I've been at Intel for eight years. i uh, been a couple other companies before that, like Accenture, and uh-huh. um, last Five years I helped sort of redefine Intel as a social business. So really, you know, kind of, um, it, what it worked on, what does that mean for us to become social business? And so we've done really fantastic things over the past uh, several years. We've done a lot of innovation in the social area. So I sit in a corporate marketing group and um, in, in a part of a sort of a social media center of excellence that, that now is integrated media team. And so I, I've had the pleasure to paint the blank canvas all the way through to put together the, the, the sort of right education to tell. Market is why digital and social shift is happening, and what that means right. for Intel design. You know, global strategies around your know, social networks and just overall approach, content, et cetera. So it's been it's been quite a journey. Um, I'm also very active in the industry, so I've um, I, I write for I've written and am writing for a number of publications like Fast Company and Huffington Post and, and a number of others. Um, and then, obviously, in but uh, what's the January fifteenth is when uh, my book, Think Like Zach, uh, launched, and so it was just sort of a, a way for me to combine my experience as an right. what I call an entrepreneur, a yep. person that drives change within a large company, and then also my experience working with startups because I am on advisory board of several startups. I worked with startups um, for years, sort of on the side um, in an Advisory role, and a number of my friends also um, launched startups, so I watched them grow to multi million dollar businesses. And so oh, I've looked at the trends throughout. Um, and uh, was able to just kind of combine all the lessons um, I personally experience, and I've seen um, other people and businesses sort of experience uh, in in making your business and yourself successful. Right. So that's that's what the book is about. And I also am on board of directors of Word of Mouth Marketing Association, which is another passion of mine. You know, right. um, you know, being it's a,
0: funny because I my very fir- or one of my first radio shows that I did was a show called Word of Mouth Marketing. and uh, I I did that on Blog Talk Radio uh, about two and a half years ago, really when when people weren't even talking about what what the new definition of that was.
1: Exactly. And I also see
0: that you went to Thunderbird uh, School of Global Management. I've got a number of friends who who went there.
1: Yes, a wonderful school, fantastic. This year, again, another year it has been ranked number one in international business, so I'm pretty proud of that.
0: Right, and I know you're not going to toot your own horn about being named among the 25 women who rock social media, but I'll toot your horn for you. Now, I I, I want you to take a step back, because I want to hear actually how you came uh, to come to the U.S. We were talking about your Russian background
1: are you oh, first yes. generation
0: or are you second generation
1: I I'm first gen actually um I did a TEDx talk about a year ago um you can find it online but uh about that you know sort of 10 minutes of what that means in my story oh, and the whole you know um, my view of of, a, of an American dream and uh, you know I've been here for 14 years I I came in, uh, when I was in my early 20s got an education guy got, got hired to work um, you know, of course, a number of years later, got married, and so right. um, it's and been. And where in
0: Russia r- were you from? Uh,
1: south of Russia, it's it's the region not far from the Black Sea. So it's basically the, the bottom, right? Moscow is in the north, right on top. Right, right. <laughs> um, where I'm from is right the south. The south, you can go. It's it's on the bottom, but you know, it's been quite a fascinating journey, and I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunities oh, that I've been wonderful. getting.
0: Yeah, I was mentioning before we got on the air that we adopted our son, but he is from the Far East, so he came from Vladivostok. Uh, at the, oh, yes, was,
1: that's right.
0: Yes, right on, on the Sea of Japan, which uh, is as far east as it's possible to go in Russia without ending ending up in uh, the Pacific Ocean. So let's, uh, let's shift gears a little bit uh, to the book itself. And I always love to hear the story of how, the uh the concept of the book was born and and was there there corporate encouragement at Intel for you to write this is this something that you did when you were on those infamous uh uh sabbaticals that Intel gives to its people uh how did it come about
1: you you got it that's that's exactly what happened so <laughs> So um, Intel and, and, and my management has always been encouraging. I'm I'm the kind of person that I do a lot of extracurricular activities, right, involved in organizations, associations. I write a lot. I speak a lot. And um, a, a lot of that is on behalf of Intel to just tell our story because when we started in social, not a lot of brands were doing it. So it was really amazing to have an opportunity to talk to brands and tell them, hey, here's where we succeeded. Here's where we fell in our face. Don't do it, you know. Um, the way we did it, do it slightly differently and so I, I've always been a proponent for sort of education and enablement within your company and the industry as well um, because if we kind of learn together we are going to be more successful together I think everybody wins and so, right. so that's been sort of my uh, my passion and um, so in summer I actually had my sabbatical you're right um, mm-hmm. about um, two months um, it's, a, it's a paid leave over seven years until it gives you two months off paid so you have this amazing benefit. Um, And so I was going on sabbatical, and about four months before that, my publisher, my hill that I know, Stephanie, we've known each other personally for a little while before that, she said, "Well, let's write a book, so that you don't waste a sabbatical." I'm like, "Sabbatical is actually to not do anything and have a chance to recharge." And she's like, "Oh, poof, that doesn't matter." So we worked on the, on an oh, idea um, of of what what would I be passionate about if I write, and we came up with, with this book and. Um, they were excited. I was excited about the concept to actually share everything I learned. And it's not just a book about Facebook. It's all, all the other entrepreneurs that I interviewed who build their businesses in their early okay. 20s or later in life, like you know, Threadless and and um, CollegeHumor.com, Vimeo, uh, Dyson, 3M, and others. There's a lot of examples. There's some businesses that you haven't heard about that are doing really amazing things. And so. So it was my opportunity to say, take everything I've learned and put it in the book. And so so I did that.
0: Well, you have you have taken an amazing approach and and I think that simplicity uh actually is is what really helps people grasp ideas and you've really distilled it down to the 5 Ps of of Facebook success and those are passion, purpose, people, product and partnership. So, what I'd like to do um if it works for you is to just dive right in uh to the book and Absolutely. Uh, you know, help people understand uh that if they will purchase this book, which I think everyone should have a copy, and again, whether you are an entrepreneur, and many people don't know they are, I can tell you, uh, part of my story is I was at American Airlines uh, in the very, very early days when Sabre uh, was born, and when Sabre was put into travel agencies, and then later uh, into the airline community to actually run airlines, and I just thought I was a corporate misfit, you know, to be honest <laughs> with you, and because. I, you know, I didn't fit in the mainstream, but every time they had a special project, I was just like you. I was the one who, you know, they'd hand me the blank piece of paper with a title on the top and say, make a business out of this and, and, uh, you know, or help this team, you know, get this to the next level. And, uh, you know, so I, I think that whether you're in corporate life or you are an entrepreneur, and I happen to be a serial entrepreneur and am and, and just uh, in the midst of starting two new businesses, so uh, I can uh, definitely uh, relate to what you were talking about with your friends. So let's just dive right in. Uh, first of all, you give the, the background and the history of Facebook, and, and your introduction is all about connecting the world.
1: Right. Uh, you, you know, it's um... – let me let me kind of continue on what you just said because i think this is really critical right why should you read this book um and i absolutely agree with you um in the sense that we grew up thinking that entrepreneur is um you know, somebody who's just, you know, lived with his or her parents in the garage, you know, poor for a number of years and, and just really strives to create something amazing, which, you know, and in some cases it's true, but, it, it, but it's, it's a special mentality and only reserved for a few people. And I disagree with that. I, my firm belief is that every single one of us is an entrepreneur. And when somebody asks me, who is this book for, my answer is you. Because, because the, a lot of those lessons learned um, for growing businesses also can be applied for growing your careers and I've worked with a number of people who are amazing at driving change within large brands, right? large traditional companies with no budget, no team and they do it in an amazing creative way and they truly, truly impact it, you know, and drive change. So I, I've seen that happen and I can tell you that there's, every single one of us can be an entrepreneur. If they're passionate about something, they're motivated. If they know what they, they want and where they want to go. And so I think like Zuck is sort of overall a mentality to me, right? right? A mentality of a leader, of a person who is passionate, who leads with purpose um, and knows what that purpose is and, and leads their teams um, based on that. Um, it creates excellent product of service and um, hires amazing teams to execute on the vision he or she has and then also partner smartly. So, so that's, you know, the sort of five P's around this in the book. And, and, um, you know, Zuckerberg's been, uh, quite successful in just executing, I think, on all five P's. And so, you know, you look at where Facebook is now. It's, if it were a country it would be the third largest in the world you know it 's over seventy languages there 's you know billions of uh, pieces of content being shared daily and um, look what it did for just overall helping us either on personal level or or professional or political right <laughs> whatever it is it, to actually build movements it allows us it allowed us to connect with people around the world where we couldn 't connect before it allowed us to um, to sort of exercise our own voice muscles, right, and and our own personal, um, you know, personal opinions and build movements around things we believe in. Um, It it allowed for revolutions to happen, um, either in particular country or around the world, um, around what people believe in. It's quite amazing um, what Facebook's been able to accomplish in the last nine years.
0: Well, and I'll tell you, uh, as I mentioned, I've got uh, young kids. And, and my son this week, uh, we haven't let him have his own Facebook page yet uh, uh, because he's just 13 and in sixth grade. But my, my daughter made the corporate decision in the family, and she's 15, that he was going to have his own um, – oh, now I'm forgetting what it is. It, it's kind of where every all the kids are flocking away from Facebook to this new platform because there are no parents there yet uh we'll show up there uh not not in the not too distant future but it was so funny because my daughter uh came to me and she said now mom I'm going to monitor him and I'm <laughs> responsible for making sure that he's not posting anything that he's not supposed to and I just thought that was so cute but you know you look at at kind of how how Facebook got started and in fact how social media uh grew and and what it has grown into and and um you know it, it, to me it's just it's been a fascinating ride because i've i've been on it really since the very beginning as well so um he has definitely succeeded in connecting the world, and you you talk in the title about him being improbable um, what what are the things about him that you find improbable for being this amazing success
1: Well uh, you know first of all there's you know and there's a lot of the things that's been discussed as first of all he's he's young, and you know in nowadays um, it doesn't mean young doesn't mean anything there's there's a lot of folks um, like some of the ones that I mentioned earlier who started their businesses and were able to grow them um, you know in a Amazing way um, when they were in their you know early twenties, uh, and and so it, it was improbable for us to think that wow this this person can actually take it uh, to a you know multi billion dollar business um, where when he doesn't know much about business, right. and so you know people didn't believe that that was you know we, we called him um, you know an experience we called him um you know sort of a, a college student would call him baby face ceo um it, but the reality is that he he was able to actually learn and grow together with his business so um it, it it is quite amazing how he developed his character as a leader and how um he kind of positioned himself as a visionary and he worked very hard at that um you know the, the other thing too is is that sort of um you know he, how he actually looked at finding the right mentors um, right. is is quite fascinating, and the fact that he was very smart about bringing a particular set of board of directors to Facebook because he knew that first of all he has a little ways to go to learn about leadership. Um, he wanted to make sure that he has the best advice out there in the industry so um, so he uh, was very smart about going out there and, and searching for you know Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and, Bill, and and spending time with them and and talking to them about you know what's, how to build a platform. Platform, something that he came up with years before Facebook as a platform launch, which is to me is is you know not a lot of experienced CEOs have a vision that's that that goes that far. So that you know it's pretty impressive. So I I think it, for us it wasn't probable, but but because I think we tend to. Especially in the news, we tend to focus on negative, right? We like to discuss sure. what doesn't happen or won't happen and how he won't succeed or somebody else won't do something. And because negative draws attention, um, you know, I prefer in my book to focus on what are the positive things that happen. There's some mistakes I talk about, obviously, that, that, that right. Facebook's made. But, but what are the positive things that we can learn from this young man who, sort of achieved so much and built such an amazing business in the young right. years.
0: Well, you know, being an entrepreneur myself, um, the first one, passion, is all about keeping your energy and commitment fully charged at all times by pursuing something that you believe in. That that really is the statement that you make in the book. And I can tell you from my own experience that I never could have made it through the things I had to go through had that passion not been there. If it had exactly. just been a good idea and, you know, intellectually, um, you know, I mean I in my career, uh, since I went out on my own, I have done nothing but try to make massive change uh in, in my industry. And it's been a a long hard road, and I I feel many times like I've been rolling a, a snowball uphill in the sun, <laughs> and and uh, but at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, I just believe so strongly uh, in what I'm doing that I've taken you know multiple tacks at it, and you know when the first one didn't work, I didn't give up, and and so I that passion to me. Um, actually is the most important of these five because you don't have the strength to keep going if you don't have that.
1: Well, well, you know, uh, Warren Buffett says without the, uh, the passion, there's no energy. And, you know, you can't do much yes. without energy. But the reality is you also acted on it, right? So I think, you know, we talked about passion as a fluffy word and, and it actually isn't. It is the base of all the innovation that happens around the world. That is, that is, the, I think you, nobody can argue with that. That said is, it, there is also, you know, passion needs to be coupled with action. So you right. can be passionate about something for, for years and, and not do anything about it. So so I think one of the important critical lessons that, that I learned from sort of uh, in my career and, and watching other businesses grow is they do take action, even if something is not perfect, right? And that's just, that the whole culture uh, of Facebook is, you know, done is better than perfect, but, but you have to take action. And as Zuckerberg talks about the fact that well, he was just hoping that somebody else, you know, that that he as a student and his, his colleague uh, not colleagues, his friends, right, other students would, would get together and talk about sort of how the world would become more open, transparent, and connected. And he said, well, I guess we just didn't know it was us who's going to help do that, uh, right? But, but they did take action. Um, they did, you know, he launched the platform. They um, rallied around his sort of vision and helped him, Take that platform to um, to to a success, and so you know it's that action um is i think is also extremely critical, but you 're right without passion, you have nothing, and then of course, there is purpose right so i think I think as an entrepreneur, based on your passion you 've used certain opportunities certain ways. Um, so if some if, if an opportunity comes along and and you're passionate about one thing and somebody is passionate about another, you know you might or might not take advantage of that opportunity and so that 's why I kind of talk about the lens on the eye of entrepreneurship and i I drew drew the, the sort of in my introduction chapters in in the shape of an eye because I think that passion Fuels your purpose and it shapes your purpose. So, right. you know, Zuckerberg's single purpose and everything he introduced around it in nine years was focused around the the fact that he wanted to connect people and uh, um, and make the world more transparent, and so everything he does is is around that and so there's another thing um, is to know where you want to take your vision and and be extremely focused and I think the fact that he was focused on this one thing and all the decisions he 's been making that are critical were focused on that one thing actually is also a big um, a big uh, um, you know a big factor um if you look at other businesses like you know disney their purpose their strategy might have changed their tactics might have changed but their purpose stayed the same right is right. is delivering happiness to the kids around the world if you look at zappos it's delivering wild service um et cetera, et cetera right south south um south uh Southwest Airlines um, is is providing transportation to a common man, affordable transportation. Right? that that is the purpose that fuels business um, for years. And and if you don't stay focused on that, I think you're going to lose your way. And so so I think passion and purpose together are extremely important to your success. Well, I,
0: I think so too. And and you know, you just hit on something that uh, the ability to separate those two and to clearly articulate them. Uh, you know, I think may have been where I got tripped up along the way because my purpose all along was to make the travel industry sustainable. And I'm not talking about sustainability in the green sense of the word. I'm talking about sustainable in business models and technology. And and I got so very frustrated because I uncovered this truth that, you know, the industry had kind of missed, and, and I, it, I, it boggled my mind because what I found out was that 15% of all travel in this country is by air. But all technology, almost without exception, is geared at the air traveler. So you've got, you know, 85% that drive, that there is no solution for them. But I got caught up in having people believe that my purpose was to create a technology for the drive market. That wasn't my purpose. That happened to become my passion because that was one of the definitions of, uh, you know, what you had to understand. And uh, I, I can see now I did myself a disservice in making so much noise about the the angle versus the overarching purpose.
1: Right, right. I, I absolutely, you know, and you see so many businesses, Chicky. Right, they, there's so many businesses that that um, are successful because they're focused. And as they start growing, they go in so many different directions, and they lose the sense of who they are and why they were there exactly. to begin with. And and it is extremely, extremely important.
0: Right. Now, this next one, um, you know, it, it's an interesting phenomenon that, uh, that occurs on the people side because if you are an entrepreneur and you are in a company like Intel that thoroughly embraces innovation, uh, when there is a good idea, and whether it comes up through Intel Venture Capital or it comes up through the ranks, um, you're in a company that will put those resources to bear, bring the best and brightest to build powerful teams and, if need be, bring people in from outside. And that's what I saw a decade ago when I worked with Intel. Um, there are other companies that don't have that same culture. And I think if you are an entrepreneur inside and maybe you don't even know it and you keep having ideas and they aren't well received, then you know maybe you do need to go somewhere else because – uh, if if you don't have the wherewithal to raise money and to pull together teams, uh, which is a very, very specialized skill and takes a ton of intestinal fortitude, uh, you can't put together powerful teams of really amazing people.
1: Yes, exactly. Well, you know, uh, success is a team sport. If you think you can, you can achieve something all by yourself, think again. There's, it's just there's no such thing as a self-made man, right? Um, it's all about working with other people, and that's what life is about. And so, you know, you look at. at any resource that you have to have for success and people is your number one. If you cannot have the best people and um, and if you can't hire the best people, then you know you're not going to go as far as you want to go and your vision is not going to, you know, get there uh, all on its own. And so, uh, but I also tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, Chicky, that the, the reality, though, of um, of sort of, Recruitment and people management, whatever you call it, the reality about bringing people together, you know, is is that you also need to be smart about what is the path and what is the opportunities that you give your people. A lot of traditional businesses, you know, they hire based on resume and they go, oh, sorry, you don't have the right experience, and filter you out. But the smart businesses like Facebook and like a number of others, they they hire for skill. Uh, I mean, they, they hire for attitude, not for skill, because skills can be taught, but passion can't. And so what they do is they, they, they look for people, you know, you, they might have worked in different industries, they might have all kinds of weird, strange experiences, but they look for people who are passionate. And Zuckerberg says in one of his quotes, he says, you know, I, I, we, hire, we want you to, to be passionate. We, we don't even care so much what you're passionate about as long as you're passionate and want to change the world and you, want, and you show initiative at doing that. And so this is where I think most of the businesses fall short is they look for resumes versus, hey, we'll take Take this this person you know off the street because they 're so passionate about our brand and want to work with us and he 'll or she'll change the world with us, right? So Fred Liz, Jake Nichol, he says, when he started his business that is highly successful now, he said, I didn't know anything about anything. I had to teach myself business <laughs> basics, how to run credit cards, how to establish, you know, sort of warehouse and infrastructure, and how to do all that. And, and he, I didn't know anything. He just knew that he was passionate about bringing a community of artists together and, and, and giving them a voice. And so... That's how he hires. He hires people who walk in and say, listen, we know what you do. we've been fans for years, we'll mop floors, we don't care what we'll do, and he said, those people that are the most passionate, they quickly grow in the ranks, even without the, any prior knowledge of anything, because we want the people who will move mountains because they're passionate about something, and so the other thing that they, those businesses do right, and th- that traditional businesses don't, and unfortunately I've seen it a number and number of times again, again and again, and so what 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 successful businesses do is they pair you with your passion. So, uh, how does that work? They offer you sort of a non traditional path to success and advancement. Um, so, Facebook, for example, they hire the best people and they bring them in and they say, "Listen, we don't have a job or a rack open for you. So, um, what you need to figure out is." Go, go, go! Understand where you think the product weaknesses are, or et cetera. You know, just kind of look at it and say, you know, what do you want to work on? And then what they do is they rotate their um, their people and, and mostly their engineers. And they also hold hackathons where, you know, you might be working on a particular project right now, but you're passionate about another point or, of, of a product or another side of a product, and you want to work on it. So they would do all-night hackathons where you're not allowed to work on the project you're working right now, but help somebody else's idea grow. And so what ends up happening at the end of every hackathon, they, they come up with the code to show leadership team to say, you know, can we go launch this? Is that a great idea? Or, you know, this is what it would look like. And some of the best features of Facebook came from hackathons newsfeed wow which is one of the best best things that, that, that launched. Um, timeline, uh, chats, you know, photo, photo um, uh, feature. And so you look at that and you go, this is amazing. What's amazing about this is I can work for 18 months on something and then I can come up with, with another thing that, that my leadership says, yes, let's go do it. This is going to help our product. This is going to help users be more successful. The, the, they're probably going to like it. So let's go test it out and work on it. And so you move around and you imagine, Yourself with, with your passion points, and, and imagine the productivity. Imagine how high the productivity shoots up. How many businesses, or traditional businesses, have you seen who, that do that? Well, you know, it's not very many, rare. It's right? Very exactly. Rare. And I
0: can, I can tell you one of the things that happened to me. You know, after I had this experience, and I actually went out and raised seven million dollars and built the technology and launched on one of the top travel platforms uh, as our launch client, and when we ran out of capital, uh, you know, I mean, that that could have been, uh, you know, something that just really uh, slayed me, you know, and that took everything from me. But it actually, uh, you know, kind of gave me that charge to, to keep going, even after we had to shut the company down. And, you know, I think about, oh, you know, if, I, if only I had had, uh, you know, corporate resources behind me you know, to make it happen as opposed to trying to do it as an individual, uh, you know, it would have been so much better. But, you know, the fact is there are people on both sides of this equation. And, and uh, you know, as I hear you talk about, uh, you know, the, the culture within Intel, it, it you know, it, it reminds me of how great it is to have, you know, a, a project that actually is really super well funded. And, And, you know, that if you need something additional that you you just go and find it. But, you know, sometimes you have to do that, uh, and and we'll come back and talk about product. I want to break just a little bit and talk about partnerships, which is the last one. Sometimes the only way you can do something uh, is in partnership Um, and and finding others who are willing to take uh, a risk. And, and to work with you, or uh you know, and sometimes that's just asking people to be on the board of an early stage company, someone who can bring the cloud and experience uh to bear you know just on an as needed basis so talk to me a little bit about partnerships, and then I want to go back and, and circle back and talk about product in a minute
1: yeah, so you know again, everything that that would do right is. We would do together with others, and uh, but but so there's a lot of different ways to partner, and you know you can partner with your vendors, you can partner with your employees, you can even partner with your customers. The partnership I talk about is sort of the leadership type of partnership, specifically in right. the chapter, and I I talk about this model called the the visionary and the builder, and um and what that is is. It, when a leader and you know you, we see that uh, we see that a lot right we see that with uh, with the you know Steve Jobs and and Wozniak and 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 now Tim Cook uh, we've seen it with uh, Walt Disney and Roy Disney his brother right we see that a ton is when the leader sometimes the leader has a vision and a passion and a, and, and a vivid imagination and and really long-term outlook but that leader doesn't necessarily have all the right skills to run the business right exactly. so in in so the visionary sets the vision and, and, and sort of the product or service or, you know, they imagine the big ideas, but it's the builder next to them who, you know, or, or on their team who helps uh, run operational aspects and take that leadership to an execu- take that vision to an execution uh, okay. state. So. In, in Zuckerberg um, Sandberg, so Sheryl Sandberg, CEO of uh, Facebook, uh, you know, that's the case with them, is he uh, was very careful in looking for his CEO after Vanata kind of Um, left the company because they didn't, you know, he's done a lot for the company, but they didn't see eye to eye with Zuckerberg. And so Zuckerberg realizes his weaknesses, and his weaknesses is running operations, um, you know, and day to day activities. He wants to focus on the product and and the long term strategy. So where Sandberg excels is, is exactly in that area not only that, she's different gender, she's different age, she has different networks, she's very connected in the government when he wasn't. Right. Um, there is so many things, it's like two pieces of a puzzle just perfectly coming together, um, you know, and, um, and and that's exactly the same thing that, you know, Ricky Van Wien will tell you when, when they were growing com and building other businesses like Vimeo, for example, he said there were four of us. One, you know, I was working on strategy, somebody was working on design, and a third person was working in on sales and we all were passionate about those areas and we came together perfectly like four pieces of a puzzle um, and and so you seek out the partnership that 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 completes you and and brings um something to you know to the business but you have to share that vision sunberg is extremely bottom to the vision of of zuckerberg um and to the mission of facebook and she um she talks about it all the time, and you can see the passion coming through when she talks about it and so So that sort of a partnership is is critical and important, but you know i I talk about seven elements of partnerships that you need to look for, you know including mutual right. respect and understanding but but you need to find. And partner with some of the best people who actually not not uh, agree with you on everything you say, but may, they may right. disagree with you, but they complement you, and their experiences complement yours, and so that it is much strong you're much stronger together than you are apart.
0: Right, and you know that is such a key element, and and uh, I found out in my venture because one of the first people that I hired from the outside uh because I was the CEO and visionary and the, and uh not the one who wanted to do all of the details to get the business built and so I hired the head of AOL travel you know to come in and be my chief operating officer and and I knew I needed that COO president type who you know was going to be focused on the the near vision items. It wasn't that they couldn't be a long-term visionary, but it was my job and I remember one discussion with him where I told him it's like being at a beach and you know, I'm up on the the very high lifeguard chair looking out to see if there are sharks coming. And you're <laughs> down, you're down like monitoring the beach and and you know, making sure that the food vendors and the people Renting out the tents and and you know that people are are happy and that the beach is clean and and that people are safe and and that if anybody's struggling that you know you send one of the lifeguards out to get them, and you know the problem I have seen in in companies and this happens in big companies as well as entrepreneurial ventures, is when the COO spends all of their time trying to climb the CEO chair, not realizing that they're two very very different kinds of
1: people. Exactly
0: that one is just a junior of the other and uh, and in in every way. So I am so glad you brought that up because uh you're right the model uh at Facebook is a very very good one. And uh, again what my whole career has been uh doing joint ventures and and mergers and pulling together companies that can benefit from uh one another and individuals and and that's one of the things I love most about social media is it really has facilitated what what I do just as a matter of course in my day, which is, you know, introducing people and connecting people and saying, oh, you need to meet this one because this one can really help you in this area. And, uh, you know, it's one of my greatest passions in life. So partnerships can be just a a powerful catalyst in in getting things done where you don't have the resources. So let's flip back and talk about product for a minute because, you know, clearly you work for a company that has been uh, just – on the the leading edge and and in a very smart way not the bleeding edge as as others uh, often do uh you know of the technology of really powering uh, the whole digital industry
1: you know it's um it's interesting because i actually think product is also very much tied um to your culture Um, you know, Intel is, innovation is in our DNA. So, you know, we're just culture of innovation. I mean, same with Facebook. And um, one of my favorite quotes is by Tony Shea, CEO of Zappos. And Tony says, um, for people, character is destiny. For organizations, culture is destiny. And he's absolutely right. If you look at Facebook, for example, Facebook has built this amazing hacker culture. This is a culture of of urgency, of consistent urgency, the culture of staying in sort of a state of permanent beta, and so and so that that allows them to create an amazing product. Iterated all the time, consistently, um, which users might not actually want. Uh, you know, maybe sometimes to to an extreme, but but consistently asking themselves a question: um, How can I make this better for the users? What you know, what can I do that allow them better, smoother experience? Right. That's the reason why their um, their design is so darn bleak. Is because they right. want to take design out of the equation and allow that that sort of connections in the communication to happen without the the design of a site really fully getting in the way. They want to highlight you as a person and make sure that that you're having the best experience possible. And so that sort of culture of journey is only 1% finished, that's another saying and slogan that they have. And... uh, you know, stay focused and keep shipping, right? Is is what Zuckerberg always tells his, their employees. And and interestingly, before they they did the IPO, before um, before the night before IPO, instead of going out and celebrating, they they had an all night hackathon to see how they can continue to know, right. to. Perform, you know, improve the product and perfect it, and and it's quite interesting that sort of culture. You know, the offices of Facebook are not finished on purpose, right? Because uh, Zuckerberg wants to make sure his employees don't feel like they, they're this is a time to rest on your laurels. You know, this is a time to continue to be even more focused, even more innovative. And you know, now his company grown to over four thousand people, and it is becoming extremely uh, critical and difficult to some extent to keep that sort of culture. Of, of continuous innovation and mentality of a startup going. So I think that's one of the reasons that the product is so excellent is because he has not only the best design teams and the best uh, the best people that he's hiring, but also sort of that culture that he's creating and making sure that 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 um, his employees understand his vision, but also work um, work on it consistently and not just stop and say, oh well, let's take a breather. We've been so great, achieved so much in nine years. Maybe right. we should stop, right? Because he's seen what happened to other companies that had or other companies who got swallowed by bureaucracy and, and their large size. So, so you know, it, it, it is quite interesting that that culture continues to flourish and how he created that culture, and I think it's one of the reasons for success.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, it has just been fascinating to hear about this uh, really very simple framework, and, and I, I say it because uh, – You know, if we really think about it and if we had to try to articulate it, I I think we'd all come up with some version of of the same thing. But even in just the way that you articulate this in the book, that passion is keeping your energy and commitment fully charged at all times by pursuing something you believe in. And, you know, quite often in in corporate America that that becomes hard because uh, particularly my industry has been inundated by private equity and and when the private equity houses came in you know first and foremost they were trying to make sure that the companies were lean and mean right and stripping right. out all of the waste and that became the the I won't say the most important thing because I believe that leadership in those companies still believed in innovation. But in many cases, they could no longer innovate internally because they didn't have the resources to do it or because they let a lot of people go, and that tended to be the older people. They let go a lot of the institutional knowledge, Uh, so they couldn't do that. But at the end of the day, as you said, if you have your purpose Really, really honed in into your culture. Don't just create a great product; create a meaningful movement. Um, you know, then that can help mitigate that. And people building powerful teams that can execute your vision. Product create a product that is innovative, breaks all the rules, and changes everything. Which uh, that that is my mantra. <laughs> and <then> again, <laughs> partnerships building powerful partnerships with people who fuel imagination and energize execution. You know, Ekaterina, what what was the one thing out of all of the interviews uh that you did for this book what what was the one thing that really made the biggest difference in you in writing this book i know that's a hard question because i'm sure there were many
1: but i think um I, I think it um reinforced for me the the fact that i am also an entrepreneur i am you know a lot of a lot of um sort of most of my life i i I was thinking I love working with within the big brands and there were several reasons. One you get to work with global teams, right? Especially if right. you're on a global team internally, I, I get a I have a privilege of working with so many different geographies and, and traveling around and just really look taking a global look and um and, and how business is done and also de- designing global strategies. But but I've um um I, I've never really thought that that I am fully, you know, 100% of entrepre- an uh, entrepreneur. Right. And I found out that I really am, looking at what we've done, you know, in the past four or five years, how we t- took a small team of starting with three people and no budget, and we've totally turned into, into social business, and our leadership, and our business units, and our geographies are thinking about business different. They are becoming more social. They are having conversations with our customers versus just one-way broadcasting messages, right? They are right. looking at what does it take to create content and that is social by design. And I actually think we were a very small startup within a large company that drove amazing, unbelievable change. So I think it, right. it reiterated for me that I, I am an entrepreneur, and every single one of us is, if we're really truly in a spot where we need to be, if we are focused on our purpose and, and if we love what we do. Uh, you know, that's, that's one of the things that. Um, That I think um, we don't really, we're not trained uh, to think about, you know, education-wise and just when we grow up, we're not thinking we're entrepreneurs and I think every single one of us can be. You know, I um, I close the book with a quote from Henry Ford that says, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're absolutely right. Uh-huh. and that's and exactly. that is that is a great summary to uh, to, to to think about or great or mantra to have if you sort of think about where you want to go who you are what you want your career to be oh, like oh i
0: love that and you know i was i was having that discussion with my son taking him to school today my daughter had the day off and uh uh, my son still had to go to school, and we were talking about. Uh, well, oh, I remembered the names of the platforms. It's it's Instagram and Snapchat. Instagram, and, yep, yep, And of course, you know, it's it's uh, really no longer cool for um, for their friends to be on Facebook. <laughs> They're all on these other two platforms, and and he has an Instagram. He doesn't have uh, Snapchat because he doesn't have a uh, a uh, phone with a camera, and uh, he has his sister take pictures for him and post them for him, so uh, they have an interesting thing going on. But uh, we were talking about, you know, all of the different kind of inspirational quotes that people have, and he read me one that was really quite beautiful until it got to the end, and it was talking about how, you know, you should be inspired by movies and music and a good cup of tea, and, you know, he reads down all of these things, and it talks about how all of those things build you up until you're shattered yet again, and I said, Sergey, you know, that that is beautiful until you get to the end because if you are the kind of person that chooses to live in that state of being shattered, that's exactly where you're always going to be, and you're always going to be the victim of whatever everybody else is going to do. And, you know, I mean, his eyes kind of got open, and I said uh, – I was uh, telling him a, a story about a, a friend of mine. Uh, who I hadn't seen for a very, very long time, and she kind of reappeared in my life. Uh, I found out I had been living in the same city for eight years with her. And I was telling her one day about all the things I had going on, and she said, oh, honey, are you overwhelmed? And and I actually, without thinking how this would impact her, I said, that's not even a part of my vocabulary. And so I was telling him, you know, you get to choose that vocabulary of success or failure and, and of you know, being able to be on the top and to be able to create anything, whether you're in a big company or you're an entrepreneur. So um, I'm just so glad that you uh, had this time off to write this book because I, I think this this very, very simple message of uh, such incredible, spectacular success. Um, but I, I think also, you know, at the end of the day, success uh, – isn't a birthright. You know, you have to keep working for it. And oh, if they're absolutely. losing the younger generation, Facebook's going to have to figure out, you know, what are they doing next?
1: Exactly. So. Exactly. I, I agree. I agree. It's always hard work, and a lot of people make it look like it's easy, and, and it isn't. But the reality is, it's, it's you know that if something is worth pursuing or something is worth building, so keep working on that. It's all about perseverance, right? Absolutely. Another P that I could have written about is perseverance because uh-huh. at the end of the day, well, no matter what That'll who be we- the next one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But 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 no, at the end of the day no matter who you are or where you are and you know, if you are pioneering, if you are driving change, uh which people usually you know, some there's only a small percent of people who are comfortable with change, the rest of us are oh, they're just not on our DNA. But if you're driving change, the first thing you're gonna hear is no. So you have right. to keep hearing that over and over again to really truly impact something. So it's it it you know unless you are comfortable with that and you or you have the knowledge that it is okay and I'm gonna try again, you know a lot of people give up and and those of us who truly do drive change they you know they don't so.
0: Right. Well and, and uh the the very last uh section of your book is is about he who dares wins. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I love right. that. I mean that's the same kind of thing that you know, if if you don't step out and try, you you're definitely never getting there. That's right. So uh again for those who have been uh joining us today, the book is called Think Like Zuck. And uh I, I love the kind of the subtitle at the top, which is, you know, the way of the business hack. And uh, there's a, a great picture of Mark Zuckerberg on the front, and this is The Five Business Secrets of Facebook's Improbably Brilliant CEO. And again, as, as your Katerina has told us, there, there are also many other stories uh, other than Facebook, which she has drawn from the many interviews that she did for this book. I so appreciate your time today. It has just been terrific, and I know you've got uh, a hard stop at 1 o'clock, so I want to be respectful of your time.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Chicky. It's been a wonderful conversation, and uh, hopefully, uh, folks will uh, pick up the book. And if you do, just let me know your thoughts. I'm uh, I would love to know how, you know, how uh, what did I get right? What additional right. things you would have added, and and just the stories.
0: And uh, yeah, Katerina, you have a, a website. Uh, that uh, I would love for you to share with folks of how they can find you, and from there you have a blog, you have a newsletter uh, that they can sign up for, and of course they can uh, uh, order the book as well. Can you share that with us?
1: Yes, absolutely. My my site and my blog is ikatrinawalter uh, dot com, so first name last name dot com, and then of course I'm very active on on other social networks, but mostly on on Twitter. So that, just my first name at katrina. you can find me and connect with me there.
0: Right, and it's spelled ekaterina WALTER.
1: That's
0: right. All right. Well, it has been just a delight. I hope I uh, get the chance to uh, share my progress with you over time and uh, would love to circle back and see if you know some of my buddies at Intel. But uh, for now, I will let you go, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And for those of you who have been listening, if you would like to learn more about the Executive Girlfriends Group, You can go to executivegirlfriendsgroup.com, and this show will be playing on both Blog Talk Radio and on our iTunes channel, and the channel is Solutions with a Z Live. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great weekend, and we look forward to seeing you next Friday at noon East Coast time. Thanks so much.